episode of War Talking Drums is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one drumstick manufacturer. With 22 models to choose from, you can get the right size, weight, and feel for your playing. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Welcome to another episode of War Talking Drums. Today, I have a very special guest on with me, Sir Duval Gabriel from Lotharo. What's How up? you doing today, bud? I'm good, brother. Thanks for asking, man. <laughs> yeah, it's man. Good it's to good here. to see your face uh, kind of through my screen Definitely. here. But <laughs> the, last, the last time I saw your face was uh, in the jam space, actually. You came here and you're like, went through a couple of the songs because I wanted to see what you were doing behind the kit. And uh, it was uh, it's a good fucking experience, yeah. man. Yeah, man, Definitely that was helped. a lot of that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was cool to have. It was kind of actually nerve wracking for me because uh, I was just filling in for a show. Um, I hadn't been playing yeah. for with Lotharo for like probably about like eight to ten months, maybe even a year at that point. But they needed yeah. someone to fill in for a show, so I came for one rehearsal, and then you're there like watching every single hit and i'm oh. like uh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> it actually killed it man though and i was at the show too as well so it was uh it was a good time yeah man, man. that's a lot of fun um, i always love uh playing with those guys you know like uh it and i am so happy that they found somebody uh like yourself who is so dedicated to your craft uh to to thanks, play man. with them because trying to find a drummer these days to um to like fully commit to one one band. I don't know how many other bands you're in, but one, one. my friend. That's all I yeah, have time that's for. That's it, man. So, <laughs> but trying to find a, a drummer yeah. of uh, that caliber who's only playing in one band uh, is very difficult. So, you know, I yeah, I definitely. applaud you. And yeah, thanks, man. I know they struggled a lot, and uh, me and Victor always knew each other. I was playing in a band before that. And, uh, yeah, he was always telling me like, God, you got to listen to our songs. You got to try these out, man. You can do it. I honestly didn't believe in myself at first. I was like so nervous, man. And I was talking about this a while back with one of my friends. I couldn't count how many times I almost quit because I didn't feel like, uh, I could do it. I was just, it was so hard for me to play that way when I never came from that style of playing. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit of a challenge, but, uh, I got, I got to definitely thank Victor for busting my chops and just keep pushing me, man. No, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Keep playing faster. You're falling yeah. off, you know, all that shit. <laughs> so yeah, it helped, man. I, uh, the support that I got from everybody was, uh, unreal, man. Very grateful for it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And like jumping into a band that is, you know, like plays to a click live, uh, has all this like, like this is how we do things so you have to do it this way mm -hmm. like there's no real yep. leeway and like oh i don't play to a click oh i don't care you have to do no. that you know yeah, it, exactly. it can be a little more stressful and difficult when you're forced into 
a somewhat uncomfortable situation like that. But I'm For I'm sure. really glad to hear that uh, you know, like everybody was crazy supportive and obviously oh, they wanted time. yeah the whole band, they wanted like, you to be in the band. Just, so that's great, man. Yeah. And it and it made me feel good. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. You know, I just have to hit it harder and come here more and practice and uh just really Get used to playing drums, man. It's not something you just don't play for a couple of weeks and then sit back on a kit and play. Not at this caliber with what doing. Mm -hmm. So it's like I constantly have to be playing and practicing in order to keep my chops up. Yeah. And from what I've heard throughout this pandemic, you guys have been uh, in the space a lot. <sighs> a lot, man. I live here, bro. Like I don't even, I don't even like I'm hardly home. I go from work right to here and then I, come here and I just spend time with the kit, play to the tracks, um, clean it up, you know, tune my drum kit, just spend time in the room, you know, get used to this being an everyday thing rather than just a part-time, oh, I'm a drummer for this band. I'm going to go practice, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. Yeah. You fucking live and breathe it, you know? Pretty much. Yeah. Like that's all I do, man. It's like, fuck, I can't wait to leave work and get home and just come here right after. I'm just like, get me out of work, man. So I can go smash. Yeah, man. And hopefully one day that becomes uh, yeah, full, -time. full time, man. That's uh, that's the dream. I right? always tell people, man, <laughs> like I, I'm a mechanic by trade. So, I mean, I'm not hurting. I love my job mm -hmm. and I love what I do. But I always say to people, especially coworkers, I said, if I can get 15 bucks an hour just to drum, keep my fucking toolbox, keep all my shit. I'll have a nice day. But there's no guarantee, right? No. It's tough when you're living and you got houses and you got cars and you got to spend money and it's like there's no guarantee with this it's literally an expense yeah like it's it's tough to to look at it as a full investment it is an investment but i still spend more than i make obviously yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like dude and i know it'd be nice to to just drop only... the wrench and pick up the drumstick yeah. Oh, hundred percent, man. I've been trying to do that. I'm not a mechanic, but you know, I've been trying to do that for same, same long idea. time. It was, I will say like the older we get here, the less it seems like a reality. Um, but you still want it and you still push for it. Yeah. Right. Um, because definitely because we have more expenses and we're kind of like set in to like life mode where we're like, okay, we yep. have our house, we have our car, and like, you know, your expenses are your expenses. Like, you have to make yeah. that amount of money. And then trying, like, thinking about, like, well, yes, you could make that money one month, but then the next month, who knows if that's going to come in, thought, right? Man. Or even if you go year Scary to year, thought. like, what if you do a record and it doesn't do well? You might not be able to eat for a little bit, you know? Like, you yep. know, you and at this point, like when, when we do a record, like, it's not like, oh, we're expecting to get back thousands of dollars. It's more of a, just get it done. We want to have fun and do it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So we're spending money that we don't expect to see back until later on in life, hopefully. You know what I mean? So that's, it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And that's, that's why we, we do this is not for the financial gain, but for the love of it, right? The glory. Like, the glory. <laughs> yes. The glory. 
Yeah, but sure, any man. money that comes back uh, from sales or anything goes right back into the band for merch or like, yep. you know, when we're touring again, like to put into the expense of that because that's a huge expense all in itself. And Crazy, if you're doing like bigger tours, like maybe there's a buy on and there's thousands of dollars that you're just fucking yep. shitting away. Like, you know, it, and then leaving to go on tour, you got to make sure your house is, your mortgages are paid, your, your shit's together. You know, you can't just leave and close your door and expect to leave everything behind. That's right, man. That's fucking. So it's, it's a constant battle. It's man. tough. It's tough, but there are ways to be able to make some kind of income. Um, and, sure. uh, I think more and more people are figuring it out, which is nice, especially yep. throughout this pandemic too. Um, yeah, it's a lot crazy. of people are going the the like Twitch channel route, and it seems to be working for some yep. people, man. And that's that's really good. I uh, I personally I have a setup for routing all my drums through and uh, having like a quality sound and everything. I just don't have the time, and yeah, time is a the real currency. Yeah, man. like dude, <laughs> I I have two bands that i have to record full-length records for and even finding the time to rehearse those songs to prepare for sessions that i'm getting paid for is really yep. it's difficult man like with working full-time uh well like quote-unquote full-time hours are heavily yeah. cut back um but with that and uh like everything else i have going on man it's it's difficult to find the time for that stuff. So the only time you have for yourself is dedicated to your bands and music and craft. So really, realistically, there's no time for yourself. Man. No, I don't have time for me at all. Like that's you know, if I get to have a shower once a day, that's I feel like that's a that's a win. Yeah, blessing. it's a blessing. Just that yeah. ten minutes no where I am fully by myself. <laughs> Yeah, you know, clean yep. myself up. I'm good to go. All right, and then hop on the kit and get all sweaty again. You know, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Man. It's a good feeling. <laughs> it definitely though. is. All right, dude. Let's let's uh, let's dive yeah, into some gear chats, man. What are you? Yeah, sure. What man. are you rocking over there? As uh, as far as your setup, like what type of drums, uh, pedals, so cymbals, yeah, all so that. I um. I'll go through some of it for you. So uh, I use a Imperial Star Tama. It's a double bass kick. It's a six piece, but I only use five. I I keep the uh, secondary floor tom out. Nice. So uh, there's just no room in here. So right you're now. just <laughs> using two racks and a floor, one floor. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Yep. Um, I have an additional floor tom mm -hmm. for it, and I was really debating putting it on the mm -hmm. left side, but uh, I don't really need it right now. So. It's I have a new kit coming and it has two floor toms, a 14 and a 16. And I, yeah. I really like to keep all my drums in front of me. I don't like the idea of like turning a lot, you know, the older yeah. I get, the more back issues I have. And the last thing I want to do For is sure. turn to do like something on the second floor Tom and like pull a back muscle or something. <laughs> Cause it's too far behind. Yeah. Um, so I've been really debating putting one on my left side just to get those like big hits. Uh, yeah, something definitely. Like that. And it also opens up creativity too. Absolutely, man. So I'm, I'm probably going to do a setup similar to that, like with uh, maybe the four, 14 inch on the, on the left and the 16 on the right. 
16 yeah, on the just right. Yeah, that I love, yeah. Love, love the heaviness of the the 16, right? So yeah, I always well, got to sure. have that a part of my main kit and then yeah. But uh yeah, I'll let you know how that goes once I get that kit hopefully in yeah, man. in June. Stoked, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Is that through your endorsement that you just uh, got? Yeah, through through Mapex. Uh, they have a huge backlog Amazing. of uh, of stuff being made. Uh, I guess they they were shut down for a little bit, so it just like huge backlog of uh, of stuff. So I had to wait uh, several months to get it made, but it is made just for me, so it feels good, you know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so hopefully, I get that uh, mid June and. Uh, I'll I'll definitely have some videos up of of me uh, unboxing, you know, all the typical bullshit of what Sick. people do these days. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. All right, so you're rocking that two yeah, up, so, one down. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Um, I use uh, uh, it's a floating pearl steel snare. It's uh, fourteen by eight. I've had it for like the last five years. <clears throat> I can't get rid of it, man. Every kit I've ever got, I scrap the snare with it and I use it. Yeah, that man. One. It's actually uh, Flo Monier from Cryptops. Oh, snare. fuck. Sick, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, 14 uh, by eight. Long story. 14 by eight. Like, holy shit, dude. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's a I beast. I want to check that out. And I crank it up really high. So I like it nice yeah. and tight. Yeah, yeah. Let the stick do all the work. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm running those. Hold on, uh, hold on. Let, let's back up. What's the story? What's the story yeah. behind this snare? Come on. Oh, man. So this snare, uh, Cryptopsy played a show in Windsor, Ontario at the Dominion House uh, f fuck, a few years back. It was a while ago, oh, actually. Shit, and um, my cousin was uh, one of the bands that was opening for them. He was in a two-piece instrumental prog band called uh, Salt of the Chief Cornerstone. And uh, that night, they were so rushed to leave, they just fucking got up and left. So they left his spare snare on the stage. So it was sitting there, and the sound guy gave it to my cousin, because he's one of the regular drummers that comes in and out of there, and says, can you figure out what to do with this? Mm -hmm. So after some time finding out whose it was, um, an email was sent to uh, Flo Monier about the snare, uh, asking him if he wanted it delivered or sent to him. And his reply was Merry Christmas. So it's been stuck with me for the last six years, seven years. Holy shit, dude. And I can't, I can't let it go, man. Everyone that's played it or seen it has been like, this is a beautiful snare. Yeah, dude. I would never let that go. Like <laughs> there's no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there's no, no reason to sell that in any way. Like, no, it's it's so nice and it's just got such a powerful sound. So I I've loved it. It's come with me and migrated to every kit I've ever got. Yeah, so. man, absolutely. And honestly, the, just the story behind it, like, yeah, I would I Pretty wouldn't cool. sell that <laughs> ever. You know? No, no. I actually still have the skin with some of his writing on it or his notes he was making. Oh yeah. So I saved it. Yeah, it's at home. It hangs up on my wall with the rest of my skins that I got signed from other drummers. And uh, stuff. Are all his notes in French or? No, they're actually uh, notations. So it'll, it'll say like F sharp and then there was an E on it. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my God. All right, cool. <laughs> so I don't know if it's his, the way he tunes or the way he does his stuff. Yeah. But there was definitely, I saved the skin. It was beat the shit, which was expected. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> with, the, with the way he plays, fuck dude. Yeah. 
He's an amazing he is, drummer. He man. is, man. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's the snare. Moving on. Symbols. Uh, yeah. yeah. So symbols. Actually, I recently just upgraded. I uh, I was running a bunch of mixed, mashed, random stuff, like a few pasties, a few zildjans. Um, I, I was playing the Zildjian A customs, which were beautiful. Yeah. I really love they those cymbals. They just sound mm -hmm. amazing. Um, recently, I, I wanted to get something that kind of looked nicer, and I wanted a drier series, mm -hmm. a more darker tone cymbal, yeah. not so bright. So after some research and uh, a little bit of talking to uh, a bunch of people, actually, I th I'm almost certain it was Nick from Joe Moon's band, Joe Lyko, sorry. Um, Nick was the one that recommended, uh, sentence symbols and to speak to one of the contacts there. So I got in touch with one of the contacts and after about a month or two of listening to different symbols and back and forth talk, I finally decided to pull the trigger on a set of, um, black tiger XTT, uh, um, dark series. They're like a drier, more darker tone symbol. Mm -hmm. It's something about the peening process when they actually make yeah. them. So these symbols weren't picked right off a shelf. They were forged as a family and hand hammered. So when I play them all, they all sit together. Nice. Nothing stands out. Like my old kit, I would hit a certain crash and it would just be like, fuck yeah. that stands out from the yeah. rest. This all kind of sits together very well. Yeah. And uh, everyone that's heard them is pretty impressed yeah, man. I, I know over the past year, at least I've been hearing like great things about sentence symbols. And, uh, I've spoke to Arthur, the artist rep, uh, on a couple of occasions yep. and he's a super nice guy. And, uh, yeah, I've, definitely. I honestly, I have been waiting, uh, to pull the trigger on, on buying a set just to just to have and try out. Yeah. I love my Sabian symbols and that's the only For thing sure, that man. I have that isn't Sabian is I have a set of high hats. That's uh, the Zildjian a custom hats that I love. Uh, those are yeah, beautiful. And I, I use those as my auxiliary hats usually on, on my right. Um, but uh, I, other than that, man, I've been Sabian for most of my life. I I've had a couple of Zildjians here and there, but uh I I'm super interested in Sentin, especially because they, like you said, like it, they make them as like a family. It's kind of like how you yeah. have a matched yeah. pair of sticks, but it's a matching yeah. set of symbols. And the price point mm -hmm. on these is just unreal. I have, I haven't heard a Definitely. bad thing about them. And unlike, you know, like the Wuhan China's and you know, like all that stuff, yeah. like everyone knows it's, it's not going to last, but the, these symbols no. I've, I've never heard like a horror story or like, oh, uh, like it, it's shit quality or anything like that. You know, like yep. me neither. And, and I went everywhere. I searched forums. I looked at different discussions and nothing but good stuff. And after recording with Tyler, um, it actually confirmed that for me because when I was getting these symbols, I wanted something that was, drier obviously with a darker tone now the peening process if you look at the symbol it's it's got like a layer mm -hmm. on top of it so they're very quiet the symbols aren't as bright as they normally would be yeah so from a recording aspect it's better to have symbols that aren't so bright 
where you have to bring it down, where it's better to have them, where they're kind of lower, you can bring the brightness up on the symbol. According to Tyler, that's what he told yeah, me. Yeah, so. and I I know uh, having darker symbols can be very beneficial in a recording situation uh, because the big yeah. thing is the harshness of the symbols uh, when you get to the mixing stage. So if you have a darker symbol, um, yeah, it's, it's easier, easier to brighten, to brighten it, up. it up rather than trying to tame the high end down. Right. So yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I, and I actually, that is a perfect kind of segue. Um, you were recently in the studio recording a new full length with Lotharo. Yeah. At, uh, yeah, we did a uh, monolithic, uh, studios or recordings in, uh, out in Oshawa with, uh, Tyler and you know what, uh, how, how did that go? Um, you know, it's a first full length for Lotharo and the first time you have hit the studio. So, you yep. know, like, were, were you nervous going into it? Or? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was nervous as shit. I didn't sleep the night before. I was so worried. I'm like, I don't want to go there and I suck and I can't play my parts or something happens. And then another part of it was every experience I ever had in a studio, I, I went to record with friends or someone who knew what they were doing yeah. somewhat they always ended up changing my drums completely. Oh yeah. So you go to record and you play and it's like, fuck at the end of this, this, the session, it's not even you. <laughs> You're like, what yeah, is this? It's just, it, you just take the, the symbols, cut everything up, replace sample, replace everything. Yeah. Like, uh. I didn't like it. It pissed me off. So every time I ended up recording with other bands, I would leave and I'd have to be like, I can't, I have to relearn this whole song. Like it's not just little sections. I have to tighten up. Yeah. It's the whole song. It doesn't even sound like my drumming. Yeah. But other than that, in regards to Tyler, um, going into that was uh, pretty nerve wracking for me. But once I got there and I saw what he was all about and how easy it was to work with, it was actually really easy. It went by really smooth. I'm almost sure we did about 34 or 35 hours maybe of yeah. drumming. Wow. Um, That's bad. Yeah. And, uh, it went really good, man. Like he's a very knowledgeable guy. Yeah, I know when I tracked um, "Unleash the Beast" with with Lotharo was my only time recording with Tyler, and uh, yeah, walking into it, it was like super smooth. He's like, "All right, just set up. We'll get this going." Like, is super comfortable. Like, he's not like uh, a extreme hard ass, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it was just a very comfortable situation to track drums in. And, you know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. That, that's great to hear, though. Um, that. Uh, yeah, we're pretty yeah. stoked. Uh, it's going to sound amazing. Yeah, we're so he happy. Didn't, uh, he hasn't gone through <laughs> and, and uh, rearranged all your drum parts yet? No? <laughs> Honestly, no. Um, he was very good about it. Like, I mean, as long as you go in knowing your parts and you're confident on them, he kind of just tells you, let's do that again. Let's do it again. <laughs> like a hundred times. And then once you get it, it's like, all right, I think you got it. Let's move on to yeah. the next one. Well, so it was pretty From an engineering standpoint, I think that you want the drummer to just like play what he wants to play and use that. Cause going through and re-editing everything is just a huge pain. You have to edit drums anyways, right? Like it's just a given, but you know, like going through and like completely re essentially redoing all the drum parts. Like, fuck, that's a headache. So yeah, it is, yeah, man. I, oh, dude, I'm, I'm super stoked to hear 
hear how this thing turns out, man. I know it'll be a little bit. You oh, guys I can't are, wait. You know, still somewhat in the early stages of uh, tracking, but yes. So guitars are done, um, drums are done, and shortly we'll be doing vocals and bass. Nice, man. And then once all that done, we move on. Yeah. From there so, yeah, I can't wait for you to get in there and do your vocals on this record, man. You know, I. Yeah, Chris has been working really hard. She's. Uh, Got some surprises for everybody, so yeah. it's gonna be a good. How time. about you? Do you got do you got any yes. vocal parts on this album or what? I wish. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to talk to no. Actually, Victor talk does. To Victor about that and get uh, get you singing some harmonies. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they want to hear me sing harmonies. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Victor's usually good for that. Yeah, he uh, he's been doing a lot of the yeah. backup vocals. Um, and he's got it down pretty good. That's excellent, so. man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Krista's uh, using a completely different new style and technique. So we're stoked to share that with you guys, man. That's She's awesome, really killing dude. it. That's awesome. All right. Let's, uh, all right. On it. Honestly, we never finished, uh, our, our drum kit. Yeah. Drum so stuff. Drum yeah. Stuff. We're talking drums here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the sentence symbols were my last, uh, purchase on the kit. And honestly, I'm very happy with them. Um, moving on, I'm my main piece of equipment that I use the most and I feel is the, I don't know how to say it, but the most important part of my kit is my Roland SPDSX. Mm -hmm. That's what holds all my triggers and my click and being able to start the tracks and them all at my fingertips rather than the old school method of pulling out your iPhone and pressing start. Yeah, I do. I'm still, <laughs> I use the, I haven't. <laughs> used it in a long time um but uh my ipad man that uh that's that's how i do it yeah. man ipad's okay it's it's it sucks it sucks because i think it was the last rehearsal i had um that was supposed to be no it was when when crimson shadows was uh, did our show with Alestorm back in november of 2019 which would have been i think the last show yep. that we played um the last rehearsal, my iPad was sitting on top of my rig and everything. I dropped oh. it, and the corner of it smashed into my DI box and cracked, like, the whole bottom <sighs> corner and everything. I've had this thing for, like, probably six, seven years now, and, like, the only thing I use it for is click tracks and to send our orchestrations to front of house. That's it. And I was just like, yeah, fuck, I no. <laughs> I know. And this Roland SPDSX is pretty much, you can do the mm -hmm. same thing, but there's so many different areas you can jump into and, and dabble with. And it's amazing piece yeah. of equipment. I really suggest every drummer should purchase one. All right. I'll, I'll look into it. Maybe. I don't know. I like, I like should, my man. setup. It's super fucking <laughs> like, I know it in and out and it works seamlessly for me. And I don't want, I don't like too much technology. I have enough as it is. Uh, like I was definitely no, if it works, yeah, it works. Don't, don't, don't try I to don't reinvent to. the wheel. And I have no idea when we're going to get to play live, uh, again. So I'm not even looking into anything yeah. to do with live playing at all. <laughs> yeah. I've had to take that out of my head and just leave it out of there and just focus on the practicing and just getting tight so that when the time comes, I'm ready to yeah, fucking man. shred. So speaking of shredding, dude, what, uh, what pedals you rocking? 
Okay, so I started with, uh, for years, I was playing the Tama yeah. Iron Cobras, and then I got rid of the chain drive. I said, let me get a direct drive, night yeah. and day oh, difference. Yeah. So I got into the Pearl Demon Drive mm -hmm. Eliminators, phenomenal pedals. Um, recently, I got rid of those and jumped into the Axis USAs. Nice. I'm nice, in love with man. those, man. Yeah, they're just so much feel to it like it just it, they're heavy like you can pound the shit yeah. out of them like the durability on them is insane yeah, yeah i will say though they're nothing compared to the uh the pearls in regards to adjustment settings like night and day difference yeah. that way man there's so many different quick release settings on the pearls that you can do to change your angle of your beater to change the distance the distance yeah. of your board uh, height, all that stuff. That's what I love about the trick Whereas, dominators or or the pro one Vs even too. Yeah, like everything too. is right there. It's kind of almost not uh not good for me though, because if something's not feeling right, rather than like pushing through and like I I, I change, change stuff it. all the time. I'm constantly changing my pedal settings and never really getting comfortable with it. So it it kind of yeah. is like a a bad thing as well rather than sitting down setting up the pedals and just playing on them you know and then that's it so yep. yeah man i like for me it was so it took me forever to figure out my feet cuz uh jumping from previous bands that weren't nearly as fast and then going into this and then having to learn your drums that was uh something that i needed to spend some time on figuring out my pedal adjustments, how tight I should have them. So I spent weeks, man, just sitting there trying to duplicate the one left pedal to the right, like measuring tape out and everything, fucking just making sure everything is uniform. Yeah, that's the weird thing, man. Like trying to get, like your two feet are different, but you want your pedals yeah. to feel the same. So even if you have the settings yeah. exactly the same on them, you're... Like for me, anyways, I set I set my pedals up the exact same, and they still feel different mm -hmm. because my feel feet different. aren't exactly the same. So I end yeah, up definitely. like tweaking my left pedal a little differently. And now, do you rock a double pedal, or are you rocking two singles? See, man, two singles. Yeah. So I used to play a double pedal, but I found ergonomically, I didn't like my body positioned to the site all the time. Yeah. I like to be sitting straight. I just feel the balance between my left side and my right side. Well, dude, I equal. still put my kick drum off center to the right as if like when I'm using a single, I still, yeah. I set up my pedals first and then I put my kick drum appropriately to where my pedals sit. Cause yeah. So my, my kick drums don't sit straight. Yeah, yeah, they sit on angles, man. which is normal. Um, my, my pedals are also yeah. on angles like that. But I found with a single kick, I was always contorted to the left. So when I'd have to do my rolls, I was going yeah. like this. Whereas this way, I just sit here and just kind of stay in one position and kind of let my body yeah, just kind of yeah, work yeah. around it's the kick. It's a lot more natural. Uh, yeah, it's, it does feel natural. And I'm glad I made that move from a single kick to a double yeah, kick. Yeah, man. I wish all guys would do that. I hate the look of a single kick drum, man. Definitely. Uh, I just I just switched back. I, I was 
because uh, I'm doing more recording and I wanted to record more natural kick drum tones and I can't do that using my two mm-hmm. singles because A, they don't have hole ports on the front um, and trying to tune uh, two kick drums is just, yeah, I don't have time for that type of stress right now. So I'm like, you know, fuck yeah. it. Um, but switching was like the greatest thing i did it the other day and it was just like fucking night and day having two single pedals back and like uh i love it and go yep i do i'm i uh i actually (laughs) got new footboards a couple months back for my trek dominators and they're low mass footboards so they kind of have the old old ones was like a solid piece of like um quarter inch steel or metal of some sort these actually have uh, a lot cut out from the bottom so it's flat on top but it's kind of like a, a like almost like a waffle thing on the bottom um and my foot blaster triggers don't like it that much so i gotta figure out how that's gonna work still but uh yeah the, the foot blasters go yeah on they the go pedal, underneath right? and then they have a so if this is the bottom of it, let me get it on the screen. People at home can't see it. That's the bottom. The foot blaster sits there, and then the pedal board's there. So every time yep. you hit down, it hits the the yep. little thing, and it's it's great. It's awesome. But because I don't have a yeah, flat definitely. surface on the bottom of my footboard, it doesn't always want to pick up properly. So uh, it's something yeah. I got to kind of tweak and and work out a little bit but other than that they're phenomenal i love them the struggle the struggle Dude, of triggers, everything's man. always a struggle when it comes to <laughs> drums and me and drumming and technology uh, for that matter it. too man so yeah it's fucking yep. rough dude definitely i'm still to this day trying to tighten my tuning and like figure out this art it's an art man like you need to really spend time and figure out how to do it right tuning is uh, definitely an art man if you want to get into tuning dude like i i have been diving into that more and more recently again because of most of the stuff that's going on now is like recording sessions and everything and so i want to make sure the drums sound the best they can and man there's like go down the youtube rabbit hole of fucking how to tune a drum and it's yeah, there's some crazy. like crazy techniques that guys have and and everything like that. I have my my way that seems to work pretty well. Um but yeah, it's like honestly nothing nothing crazy or special. I have talked about it on the podcast before, but I feel like every drum has their like relative area they that it should sit in depending on size. Yeah. Uh, and, and what kind of like quote unquote note, cause it doesn't really hit a note it, but you know, it's yeah. all relative. So I just find which tuning makes the drums sing the best. And then I, I kind of like tweak it into that so that there's no buzzing or, or, or too much ring yeah. to it or anything like that. And then usually it's pretty good to go. So that's just my simple basic technique rather than uh busting out my my tune bot and uh yeah yeah man i, I love i love that thing tyler's yeah, tyler man. loves that it's thing, so dude. fucking awesome <laughs> oh man i can play with it all day 
I actually haven't used it recently Definitely. though. I'm doing a lot of stuff just by ear. Uh once I reskin my kit, which will be soon, uh, then I'll I'll bust that out for the upcoming sessions that I have. Yeah, man, you should do a little session on tuning. Show people I might how it do works. That. I might. I don't know. I yeah, again, it's, the, it's that thing. time thing. It's that you know, even you're right. It is a time thing, but I've always found it very interesting when you go online and you find a drummer. Like I watched recently. I yes. don't know if you know Krim, absolutely from Septic Flesh. I watched him go through a drum tuning session on his kit, and it was actually really cool to watch him break it all down, do the rezo head, the beater head, everything, and just go through his technique yep. on how to tune it. And I I stole a couple things from him and stuff that I liked that he did. And it was a very good uh, tool to learn from. Yeah, you know? the, the issue with YouTube sometimes can just be that there's so much information. You kind of got to pick and choose. You don't yeah, know what to take. You, like it's hard. Like a guy like Krim, yeah, his drums sound fucking phenomenal. Uh, you know, so absolutely I'm going to take his advice because I want my drums to sound that good, you know? Uh, like yep. he's top of the top as far as I'm concerned of, of like extreme metal drummers out there right now. And he's, he's been recording yeah, he's his stuff for a long time, all his videos and everything. I don't know if he mixes them himself, but fuck dude, they sound great. So yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. That's, but you got, you honestly you have to pick and choose and also take everything with a grain of salt when it comes down to YouTube videos and tutorials and everything. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've gone through a bunch, and I've some of them. I'm just like, yeah. fuck off. I'm like, I ain't gonna do that. Like, what is it? What is this? Yeah, man. Fuck. All right, dude. <laughs> well, like, what else? Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, I know, like, uh, the record is in kind of full swing. No, no yeah, shows some, happening. <laughs> we got the record coming up. No, are you guys no planning a, a live stream from the jam space, man? Or or. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we've talked about it, but right now we're just so focused on making sure this album is up to par with what we, we want to release, right? Like it's our first full length. So we want to make sure that we're happy with it and we're just more focused on the music right now. Not worried about all the bullshit happening yeah, outside. Man. Just keep, keep the train running. And you know, when the opportunities come again, yep. uh, then fucking hop on it. Yeah. We want to come out of the yeah, gates yeah. nice and Absolutely. Hot. And I, you know I, mean? I feel like you guys will. I don't think that's going to be, uh, be a, be a problem. So yeah, we feel yeah, it. Man. We feel <laughs> absolutely. It. All right, dude. Well, like, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Really, uh, really had a fun thanks time chatting me, with you, dude. Uh, we'll have to <laughs> yeah, man, do it, it again phenomenal. sometime, man, and uh, maybe talk more about talk more Anytime, about uh, beard trimming uh, on the on the next next episode. Yes. So. We'll call it manscaping. Man, I think that's different. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's a, a very that different thing than uh, <laughs> trimming your facial hair. Oh, fuck. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. All right, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're feeling especially kind, we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two. If you have any comments, questions, or even suggestions for future shows, please let us know. You can fire us a message, and we'll do our best to get back to you. Catch you next time.